0: Welcome to Travel Market Life, your companion for industry insights and professional business development. Travel Market Life, join us by webcast, video or podcast. Hello and welcome to Travel Market Life, industry rundown number two. Hi, i'm sam marsh and i'm ryan haynes your hosts uh, for this episode as we look at some of the news that's been coming out over the last couple of weeks and some of the areas in which to focus on for your marketing and outreach to keep you going during on the road to recovery travel market life so sam it's been an interesting couple of weeks at first we saw a surge in bookings and then suddenly we've got all the industry telling us that there are very few bookings coming in for 2020 and the government especially the UK government telling us don't book holidays oh my god where are we what are we doing how do we move forward
1: (laughs) yeah it's a tricky time isn't it I mean like you say the government are saying to people don't book holidays and they're talking about domestic as well as um overseas and then I've noticed this the stories are different like TUI seem very optimistic and they're saying that that it's going to be a great summer and that it's going to be good for them. But then you've got other tour operators that are commenting and saying, no, actually, it's not. No one's booking. And we're actually now really focusing our efforts on 2022.
0: Yeah, indeed. But I think you have to look closer at the numbers. And this is the thing that has surprised me from some of these numbers. Um, Tui did state, um, that it expects to run at 80% occupancy with 2.8 million customers booked already. Running at 80%, yes, you might have 80% availability, but how much is actually going to be booked up is a completely different number altogether. What we know the travel industry is trying to send as much positive news out there as possible. That is what they have to do. That's all about PR, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And they've got to keep putting these messages out. They've got to keep the confidence in consumers because the government, bless them, are knocking it left, right and centre because people are terrified now of what they can and can't do because when ministers are coming out saying don't book a holiday but the travel industry is saying do everyone's confused so I think the best way forward for people in the industry is to keep on putting these positive stories out and putting a positive spin on it so that it shows that there's options.
0: You've got to show that you're still open and you can still take bookings and if you cancel you get the refund Um, and you can't stop that from happening because if you did you just bring the economy to a complete halt. I mean apparently four in ten bookings taken by Advantage Travel Partnerships are for 2022. Now this is exactly the conversation that we were having last time wasn't it on our previous episode where there were many more bookings and even a conversation that we were having with people in the industry were for 2022 and most companies were scrambling to try and put together product for 2022 so 2021 looks like it's going to be thin on the ground the opportunities seem to be in the uk um but what how how is that going to um sort of actually play out? None of us will know until the governments give us an indication on uh, when the current movement restrictions will be alleviated. Um, but for you running a and b, uh, how are you preparing for your bookings and how much marketing are you doing as we move forward are you, are you still marketing the hell out of your bnB?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because the last thing you want people to do is think that you're not there anymore. So, you know, we've been still going nuts on all our social media posts and things like that. Just stuff that makes people go, oh, that'd be great for, for when I can go. So we've been posting things about great walks that we can do from the door. Um, But it's been showing, we've been showing photos and details of walks nearby so that hopefully, because we get a lot of walkers where we are, that people will be able to look at that and go, do you know what? Yeah, when I can get out and about again and I can go and stay in a and B, I'm going to go and stay there because there's some great walks from the door. I've been trialling new cakes and things because we always give guests cakes on arrival. And so I've been having a go at making new cakes and things and then posting pitch this going, I wonder what people will think if they want to try this this year. So it's just getting... Stuff out there that just reminds people of what you're going to be doing when you come back, you know, just enticing them, making it sound lovely and and tasty and fun for when they can come here again.
0: Yeah. In the second part of this show, we're going to be looking at uh, different techniques and tactics you can take to make sure people are aware that you're still open and taking business uh, because that is the most important thing right now. Um, but as a B and B owner, were you particularly interested with the news that the UK B and B association has been complaining about booking.com's um new policies? Because that seems to um perhaps limit uh, some of the opportunities for um booking and pricing and distributing that mm-hmm. um through your partners. Is is this something that concerns you as a B&B owner?
1: Yeah, it's it. A lot of these companies like Booking.com have these very strict policies where you're not allowed to offer it cheaper online elsewhere apart from with them, and they have various other pricing policies like this, and it is concerning because at the moment – for a lot of businesses, they just want to be able to get the word out as far and wide as possible. They don't want to be told you can't market on this site because you're with us and then you can't put your prices lower. You can't do this. You can't do that. People want it. Businesses want it simplified so that, you know, it's just about raising awareness to get these bookings. And, you know, the Companies like Booking.com for a business like mine as a small bed and breakfast is what I consider to be a bit of a necessary evil. You know, when you're as small as we are, you need these sort of sites, these booking engines to sell through because they have a much greater awareness. We're with them. We get a lot of bookings through Booking.com. But when they take 15% of your income, it's a huge chunk. And when you've lost a lot of income, like everybody has this year, you don't want to be having to do that. So when they do make these rules and changes, it's it's frustrating indeed
0: and indeed I mean I've been following this issue particularly for the hotel industry for well over a decade now I mean there's been a lot of talk about price parity price manipulation um you know anti-competitive behavior which a lot of this can be considered to be I mean Booking.com being incredibly dominant in the industry, and next to Expedia, can effectively control those prices. And the worst thing is, is because they've got such domineering power, and they can bid on your own keywords, you are then uh, reduced. Uh, you are then uh, you know reducing the amount of direct traffic you can get uh, through search and, and and organic traffic because it's going to these third parties. And um, I know the hotels that can be charged up to thirty three percent. Uh, for every booking that comes through so there is a lot of um, power within these OTAs and unfortunately these rules doesn't look like that this power is going to be fading anytime soon it seems like they're going to be a lot more in a lot more control and I know that we've we've, there's been a lot there was a lot of concern in the first lockdown about how some of these platforms behaved around booking and cancelling existing um, bookings Um, so uh, whilst the industry tries to find ways to um, spread uh, their distribution I think across other sites uh, it's not uh, as easy as it may seem uh, because obviously they've got a lot of uh, buying power.
1: Yeah absolutely and you know it's with some of these rules and things because like when well, they have various policies as well on booking.com whereby um, if say for example a guest cancels then that's just tough and the guest cancels and you've lost the booking. If you have to cancel the booking, they still make you pay their commission charges to them, which is, you know, it's not easy for a bed and breakfast because maybe you might have to cancel because you've had COVID in your property from a guest or something that's you know it's come through on the track and trace and you're told yeah you have to shut down and get a deep clean for a couple of weeks but if you're still paying commission on all these bookings that aren't coming in that's really hard for a lot of businesses.
0: Especially small businesses like that and I do feel that a lot of the uh, independent property owners get a bad deal on these OTAs Uh, certainly when it comes to the large hotel chains there's more opportunity to negotiate because it is a brand name that you're bidding on with, with local and independent properties, you know, these these OTAs are able to bid on their location, on their brand name, um, and take all the traffic because they've got that power with their search engines.
1: With my business, for example, um, when I look up my B online, irritatingly, booking.com comes top. We come next, but booking.com always comes first. And if people don't see that they're just going to go oh, booking.com yeah and they book it through there you know and it, it it's 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 very heavily done and I see it when I go and look at B&Bs that and other when we go on holiday you know you see all these things it's always these OTAs that come up first um although the one tip I've learned that I'm sure these booking.com will hate me for saying this but um You quite often find if you then go direct to the small business and speak to them directly, you'll probably get your booking a little bit cheaper because they're quite happy quite often to meet you halfway. Because if you pay a little bit less than you would on um, booking.com so that they get a little bit more in, everybody's a winner. Um, So, yeah, you know, I've cottoned onto that. We nearly always like find our we we use things like booking.com to source our holidays, but I don't necessarily book through them.
0: Uh, This is one of the things I always find um, is is missing a trick for a lot of properties. I always advise that people should email the property with the price of booking.com and say you want to make a booking now uh, for a cheaper price or even offer it at that price. But the number of hotels, surprisingly, that come to me and say, no, you're going to have to book it through booking.com. I just think it's crazy because they are leaving so much cash on the table. Anyway, um, moving forward, um, ITB is back for another year, but from the comfort of your own home. ITB Berlin now running from the 9th to the 12th of March, 2021. Um, An event that you've been following ever at all, Sam? Is this uh, one on your agenda?
1: I've never been to ITB, I must admit. I've been to quite a few of these other events um, in the travel industry, but not ITB. Um, It's one, though, that I'm well aware of. one that I tend to follow more closely because I've, over the years, I've worked with a lot of British brands is the British Travel and Tourism Show. Um, and that's one I follow closely. They've cancelled this year yet again. They've not actually, they've gone down the route of ITB and doing it from the comfort of your own home. They're holding out hope for September. So fingers crossed. Yeah,
0: it's a very different offering, I think. ITB had a lot of sessions um, that they ran, you know, um, a lot of presentations. So they're effectively going online. And their slogan this year is rethink, regenerate, restart tourism for a better normal. And they're bringing together a number of executives from around the world to deliver um, a whole program um, that's looking at everything from data, new strategies, e- engagement, technology. So it's worth checking out to see what's there you do have to pay to attend um, so that might not be attractive to some people there is a platform as well in which you can network um, but um, I'm yet to see uh, how comprehensive it is Um, I certainly used the networking platform for ITB Asia uh, managed to meet some new people and uh, that was very helpful so hopefully I'll get a bit of an idea by our next call um, on for this uh, podcast to uh, know exactly what the opportunities are but I think we are going to see a lot more regional events you know when we do open up you're not going to see these mass global mm-hmm. events you just can't get that many people in a room um, and it still be safe uh, so I think over the next couple of years Sam I think we're going to see a lot more regional focus and I'm sure that a lot of people from the British travel and tourism world are desperate to get back to that event I went last year and it was um, it was a very full and engaging room
1: Yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens to our very own world travel market as well, because obviously ITB is always held overseas. World travel market is the... The UK equivalent, really, isn't it? So
0: I know that a travel technology show, which uh, used to be the Travel Technology Europe show um, in January, is now been taken over by Focuswire. And that should be an interesting event um, if they're able to do it in the way they want to do it. They're planning a hybrid. So they're going to be taking over part of the Excel with a physical trade show and also hosting a lot of their sessions online. Uh, so you can watch from the comfort of your own home or attend and actually meet people. Okay, so coming up, we're going to be talking the dark art of social media and keeping your business alive during the pandemic. Travel Market Life.
1: Yeah, so we're going to be looking at social media and the fact that a lot of businesses have gone what effectively is dark during these lockdowns on social media. So I've been doing a bit of research on this lately. I've been looking at some hotels that we've been speaking to, actually. And you see that they have been posting very little compared to normal because they're closed. Now, I understand from their perspective that they're confused. They're thinking, well, what do we put out? We're shut. Why would we want to post anything? Nobody's going to be reading it. But actually, it's completely the wrong thing to do. Keeping social media alive and ongoing throughout this pandemic reminds people that you're still there. You're going to be open again sometime soon. And that these are some great things that people can look forward to when that time comes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the other things that you've got to be thinking about is it's your customers. If they've already booked with you, they want to know that you're still got a business there, that they've still got a Possibility of a holiday, particularly if they're a, if they're a customer that has booked with you regularly, if they're a first time customer, it's even more important to make sure that they are aware that you're still there. Also, um, in enabling yourself to reach a, a lookalike audience, particularly across social, continuing with that advertising so you can get some more followers um, push out those feel good factors of what a holiday is like and what they can experience whilst they were there. Now, Sam, you know, I've not only seen this as a problem for travel companies, actually for the consumer. I've seen this within business companies targeting travel businesses. You know, at a time when travel companies need more support than at any other time before, I was absolutely shocked to have discovered last year a number of businesses that are meant to provide a key service to protecting their finances, to protecting their insurance for refunds, they went dark
1: yeah, so going dark on these sites it's not good for like when you're trying to engage with other businesses because if you want to continue to work with them going forward or you want to share knowledge base information if you've gone quiet and gone dark, you're not doing that you're not letting business other businesses know that you're still there, so whether you're working whether they're a partner because they supply you with, like you say, insurance, they supply you with catering, they supply you or you work, you supply them more importantly, you need to make sure that you're still letting everybody know that you just, you're just there. You haven't just disappeared off the face of the earth.
0: Yeah. And I think in particular, you know, this is a time to reinforce your key values, your position in the marketplace Uh, what you're there to enable either consumers to do or for businesses to achieve. And without that, you're sort of losing that credibility. You're going to lose that trust. You're going to lose that confidence. And we understand how difficult it is to create content sometimes, but really look uh, at what's happening across the business. Look at what's happening in the industry. Uh, Look at areas in which you can comment upon, even just keeping people up with some of the news resharing news shows that you're actually engaged with what's going on you recognize that there are certain challenges you don't need to have a solution no one has an answer to everything all you need is to be part of the discussion and it's when you're part of that discussion then people are going to want to engage they want to, they'll they'll want to uh, share their insights and what they know about what's going on and i think also just recognizing that you're putting the effort in and i think that goes a long way and I know that there's a lot of people who are uh, furloughed right now, and you might not necessarily have your marketing teams available. But hopefully you've got people within the business that are passionate about what you do and can continue to contribute some ideas. Uh, also, just sitting down for a few hours over a cup of coffee one morning and listing a load of ideas, brainstorm, and then schedule these ideas don't try to think, oh, today, what am I going to post? Think about what you can post over the coming weeks coming up.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting to say that. I think the worst thing you can do is sit yourself in front of your LinkedIn or your Instagram or your Facebook and go, what do I put now? Because it's never going to come to you at that moment. Things often come to you, like you say, over a cup of coffee when you're out having your daily walk. And the other thing, we've been speaking to some people recently who I think, are a bit nervous because they don't know what to say or what to put about their business or what to do and you made a really key comment there if you don't know necessarily what so you're not comfortable initially reshare because it shows that you're engaging it shows that you're aware of what's going on and you're then involved in the conversation and off the back of that you might then get people commenting back to you and then you've got a little back and forth and it, it's then an engagement it's growing and there's yeah there's something happening and it's it's The key is not to be afraid, I think, and not to worry about things. And don't overthink it. It's social media at the end of the day. It's just getting out there with your brand and raising awareness.
0: Tying into social media, um, which obviously is part of the public relations, um, look at what you can do with the media. Um, The media are scurrying around trying to find good content. Some of them may um, have had to let some of their team go. So they're desperate uh, for content. And some of them just don't have the time to be drafting or writing content or coming up with ideas. So reach out to some of the key publications that that may may help you reach out to your audience and suggest some ideas to them. Because that would also give you content for you to share on social whilst being able to reach a wider audience.
1: Yeah, I think like you're saying, like reaching out to the media... Because the one thing I've noticed in recent months when I've been reading the newspapers, you're seeing a lot of the same companies being mentioned week after week after week after week. And it's probably because, or I suspect this is the reason, is that a lot of the bigger companies with the bigger budgets have still got staff in place doing their marketing, doing their PR, doing their social media. And so they're just getting information from these companies. Whereas I think, you know, if you phoned up a journalist now or you sent them some fresh information, they jump on it because they're seeing something new that they haven't seen for ages instead of seeing it coming from the same old companies all the time. You know, they want new information that's what news is
0: put in that little bit of energy and drive forward and and, and start having those conversations on social media and with journalists because i think there is so much opportunity right now to raise your profile um, on those channels and start increasing brand awareness but also the followers that you have um, both on your social media and within your database
1: Yeah, because the worst thing as well you can do is sit back and go, I'll wait till I reopen. I'll do it all then when everything gets back to normal because everyone is going to be doing it then when it gets back to normal and the competition is going to be immense. So it's like, while it's quiet, get your words out.
0: Indeed. Yeah, I mean, Valentine's Day, 14th of February, people are going to be getting engaged. There are still going to be people who want to get married and this is going to be the perfect time uh, to be... uh, putting out adverts and messages about your um, wedding programs that you offer. And if you don't, you're going to be missing a whole year of weddings. And we're not talking about weddings that will happen this year. We're talking about weddings that would be happening next year or the year after. So that's just an example of what you could be missing out on if you're not engaging at this time. Well, Sam, I think that comes to the end of this episode. Don't let your social media go dark
1: absolutely yeah keep it alive keep it going keep putting stuff out keep it engaged and you know just keep keep going that's the thing
0: and check out more tips check out our following podcasts on travelmarket.life that's been us i'm ryan i'm sam thanks for listening all the best Bye. Bye. For more, go to Travel Market Life. The music sensation by Zach Nelson is reproduced under license from Storyblocks. Travel Market Life is a Haynes
1: Marcom's digital marketing agency production serving the travel and technology industries.